Last time you heard from us, we were talking all about our upcoming vacation to Yellowstone. And then it flooded out and we didn't get to go. So we had to change our plans last minute. And today we've got five takeaways from that process that we want to share with you. Last time we did a podcast episode on budgeting for vacation, it was all about how we were elbowing and squeezing to make room for that gas budget to Yellowstone Park, uh-huh. National Park. Yep. And we were, uh, I think it was Monday, Monday of the week leaving for the trip. Mm-hmm. John and I were We were going to leave on Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were diligent workers that day. My parents were helping out with the kids. Mm-hmm. So we had dropped them off over there in the morning. We were working our heinies off so we could, you know, get out of town and our team wouldn't need anything from us. They could just run the ship while we were gone for two weeks. And that afternoon, around four o'clock, I sent an email out. <laughs> if you're on our email list. You might have been one of the dozens of responses that I got that evening. Because the email was about the podcast, about how we were so excited to go to Yellowstone. Yeah, and how we were making room for this $1,400 gas budget that originally had, we were estimating to be about $800. Mm-hmm. But then we all know what's happened with gasoline, and then the RV only gets seven to eight miles per gallon. <laughs> and so we had to do a little uh, adjusting. So I sent this email out. It was an accidental email send. It was supposed to send a couple days later, mm-hmm. but I had screwed up. <laughs> Hit the wrong button, but maybe it was the right button. You know, it providentially, because within minutes, it was like emails coming back of, uh, are you living under a rock? Are you? Sh- yeah, I think the one's like, are you sure you're going to Yellowstone? Have you read the news? We thought, what's going on? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. So we looked up like Yellowstone or whatever, just did a Google search and oh. Oh, it washed away. Yep. The road <laughs> we were going to drive on isn't there anymore. Yeah. They've closed All the top par- half of the park. Oh, and then they evacuated the southern half of the park. And they were not letting anybody in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for an indefinite <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> so, so there goes our vacation so, we've been yeah. planning for a year. Right, because you if you want to get a good spot in Yellowstone, you have to be planning this thing. You want a good spot, you needed to plan Over us. a year out. We pl- we started planning it nine months out. And we got a decent we, spot. We, we, by the hairs but of we our chinny-chin-chins, chin, we mo- grabbed anyway, a few cancellations. Anyway, not be the best spots, yeah. Anyway, yeah. If you want a really good thing, you got to be 18 months out on this situation or a year. So anyway, neither here nor there. But that night we knew this whole thing was done. I was not about to spend $1,400 in gas to get out there for them to tell me. Sorry, still closed. Sorry, still closed. Or this. Because some rumors, um, you know, in different RV groups mm-hmm. or with friends were, oh, it'll be open at least the South Loop by next week. You know, by the time you get there. There might be some things open, but the word some to me felt like a risk. If I'm driving all that way and spending this money so that I can see all of Yellowstone, I'm not going to get there and see Old Faithful and one other thing and then have 80% of the park shut down. Or washed away or whatever Right. I want to see it in all of its glory. Mm -hmm. We thought we're just going to wait. 
we're not married to this. We can cancel this. We had trip insurance. It's not a big deal. And so that night we canceled everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. Which, you know, lesson one here. We've got five things we're going to tell you about how we kind of financially learned from this experience and how the budget kind of uh, shaped and took form with this new shift mm-hmm. and things that we learned and lessons that were gained from this. So the first one was, oh, okay. Instead of a $3,500 trip, we could go somewhere for about the same amount of time and have it be closer and we could spend $2,000. And then now we get to put that other money towards other things that we'd like to do or save it for further travel that we're going to be doing later this summer. Um, and then it's already waiting for us. So uh, immediately we saw an opportunity to accomplish the same thing that we wanted to do, get out as a family, enjoy some outdoor adventures, uh, have a little bit of carefree timelessness away, but for less. And so we took advantage of that and we automatically right then and there shifted and decided, okay, we don't need $3,500. let us go ahead and go with a $2,000 budget uh, for nine days and eight nights. We did shorten it just a pinch. And let's go with a 2K budget. And I'd say a lot of that was accomplished just by going somewhere closer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Because we were not spending $1,500 on gas. So that was really nice. We were going to spend a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. on gas and keep it a little bit tighter, closer to home. And I, I know you move on. Uh, or I'm, I move on from things much more quickly than you do. Oh, Especially you. disappointing things. <laughs> like I'll get stuck on that stuff. That could be a good but... and bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Def- I'm not. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. You're in the moment, feeling the letdown, and you've moved on. <laughs> Sometimes, precisely. <laughs> yes. Ooh. I'm a melancholic. You do it otherwise. So yeah, I'm there so for you, weeks. You hold on to it for a while, yeah. or you're you're just it's just you just feel it more. Oh yeah, and Deep. deeper. Uh, Having this this happen and so close, it's not like this. Thing, it's not like it flooded out two months ago. And they're like, guys, we're closed for the summer. Sorry, like you've got some time there to think no about it, move on. This and we're we were packing for the trip. Mm-hmm. We were getting ready, and so I'd say you could, and a lot of folks could probably see that as just like this is ruined. Summer's ruined. Vacation's ruined. What's 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 the point? But it was an opportunity. We saw it as an opportunity yeah. to still go for what we were looking for, some time away with our family. And hey, well, okay, we, the budget had grown because it was a particular place so far away. Well, now we can probably do it closer. Right, exactly. And, still have and some reallocate. Yep. Yeah, and we had just, I will, um, I'll say this. I think it was a mixture of a couple things. Mm. Uh, one, God's grace. Never underestimate it. Of course. <laughs> it's always the power play. I had just gone on retreat earlier in June. I've been, you know, steeped in different books on just abandonment to divine providence. That's kind of been the vein that the Lord has been keeping me in for a couple of years now. And I'm really grateful because life doesn't go my way 90% of the time. <laughs> so to have this sense of abandonment has been really, really good for my peace. Uh, so I had already kind of been there spiritually working on things like that. And seeing that whatever comes up in the present moment as his will and just leaning into that and accepting it. Um, but I had just listened 
like the day before mm-hmm. to a podcast done by Mike and Alicia Hernan on vacation. And in it, they had even discussed that sometimes the trip you had planned just for one reason or another doesn't work out. And with family travel, particularly large family travel, the the likelihood of having a wrench thrown in is exponentially increased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, they had encouraged um, you know folks to just think about what the end goal was anyway. So John and I had even, as soon as we got this news about Yellowstone closing, we went to my 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 notebook and I said, "Why were we going?" And we jotted out all of the main reasons, and literally none of them were. Oh, just Yellowstone is the best place on the face of the earth. Yellowstone was a means to an end. It was facilitating other things for our family. It possesses some unique beauty and opportunities, but it doesn't have a hold on those things. And so right then and there, we knew, okay, we're going to pivot. And whatever we end up picking, as long as it gets us to this objective that we just listed out, these six or seven things, we could go anywhere. We could go to the backyard if it facilitated these things. The backyard did not. Our two thousand dollar trip <laughs> to the backyard. Well, no, that I mean, if hey, if, if we had a great backyard and a bunch we of land, two thousand dollars to spend in the backyard. <laughs> we could have just done that instead. Uh. <laughs> but really, it was it opened up a lot of opportunities for us because then it was great. Now we have our, our clarified budget re redetermined. And now we have our goals of what we want to accomplish. And we know we want to keep this within about an eight-hour radius of our home. What is out there? What's waiting for the Texeras? Yeah. So that was the big, that was lesson number one that was a biggie for us. Mm-hmm. Now, as an opportunity to, to save some money. An opportunity to save. For the other priorities that we've got going on. Yes. So one of the priorities on a trip is little keepsakes to remember the trip buying some souvenirs yeah take us into lesson number two so we'd budgeted 50 bucks for souvenirs okay i'm already embarrassed saying that i will clarify this typically in the past on an rv trip our souvenir has been a magnet or a keychain at each park we stay at because a keychain really (laughs) (laughs) you want to hear the level of frugalism here (laughs) Really, it's a magnet for the fridge or the or the the. We collect hood magnets in the, RV in the RV, so we can see all the places all we've, the been. we've been on. And then we like to have a Christmas ornament for our Christmas tree here. We at decorate home. our tree with memories. With the, yeah, we don't the do the whole we've pretty been on, tree things we've done. Now, some places don't have uh, Christmas ornaments. If they do, we get those. Most places do have keychains. And yeah. you just take off the key ring <laughs> and you put on one of those little hook things and now it's a Voila. Christmas ornament. You have a Christmas and I say sometimes ornament? The, the key ring is actually pretty creative and fun. Yeah, they're even more interesting than some of the Christmas ornament, ornaments It's just seen. some like generic yeah. globe with like the name of the place on it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so okay, so that has <laughs> typically, so if we were gonna go to like four parks or whatever on our yeah. Yellowstone trip, 50 bucks seemed appropriate. I will say that's accounting for essentially just family souvenirs where are the personal souvenirs amanda mm-hmm. where are they i'd say our kids were small enough in the past where we didn't mm. really have personal souvenirs yeah but now 
They've moved up. Now they, they've moved up to the point where like it's appropriate and something they want. And if maybe the oldest gets it, the other two now are aware of that and they want one too. <laughs> where in the past, you can just kind of, they just don't really notice. Yeah. They're not really keyed into what's going on. So you can get away with just the oldest getting one, but no, not anymore. No, not anymore. So I think maybe $50 covered us at the first souvenir stop. I don't even think it did then. <laughs> and then when well, then I saw a nightgown that said happy oh, glamper. Oh, yeah, your nightgown. Yeah. <laughs> so we under budgeted severely for souvenirs. Yes. And I think it's one of those things that I'm I'm not a stuff person. I'm an experienced person. And so I will cut and underfund budgets budget areas that I don't value, mm. but you are a stuff person. And if I see the right thing, like a glamper nightgown, I do want it. So, and the kids are definitely stuff people. Yeah. And so I've learned that next year, it's this is probably a $200 category for us. Because did you even get a souvenir? I didn't get a souvenir. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, you did? No. You got that Uno game, that Uno mm, Parks game. You guys bought Wilderness Uno under the pretense <laughs> that it could be dad's souvenir because dad likes board games. <laughs> and Josie and, and I proceeded to play it. Yeah. All week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tried to get you some stuff. I, I tried to get you a mug. The, none of the socks were any good. They weren't. Where's the mug? We did get a mug, didn't no, we? No, we, we, we didn't it, get the we mug. We put it back thinking we were going to get one at another You got park. something else. You got the, the nightgown instead of the mug. Yeah, we, we just kind of forgot oh, yeah. about souvenir shopping for you. We do. You should have gotten something at the Lego store. There wasn't Lego anything store. that was screaming. No. And so you, don't, you, you didn't have a purchase you wanted to make and then regret and like didn't. We just never no. got you anything. No, 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 no. But in the future, souvenirs needs to be a higher budget category for us. Yes. I've just determined that. And this is a good example of just learning from the experience, right? Especially mm -hmm. with the rejiggered budget, we have some room to grow some categories. Sure. On, even on the fly. But now we have this knowledge moving forward. We can remember this for the next time we go somewhere. Mm -hmm. We don't need to have the souvenir so low. We'll, oh, wait, remember. Let's yes. think about who's coming with and what they might want. And some people listening to this might think $200, that's it? What do well, you- Some people might oh. think $200, holy moly. Right. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm in some like Disney groups or oh, whatever. Like and do you- $200 for like a thing. Do you even, like par for the course in those groups is like everybody gets $100 a day on this trip. And I'm like, for, what? <laughs> for souvenirs. Yes. So, I mean, maybe that's what teen life is like. You you know, mm. your kid wants some money to oh, go spend teen. at the park. I don't know. Go get a job, make some money. <laughs> Our teens. We'll learn more about that in Wallet Winkins. <laughs> Great commercial, John. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we under-budgeted. We often don't under-budget a lot these days because no. we've been so practiced, but I think our family has just shifted so much from last year. Mm -hmm. And... Honestly, I think if I pulled up the South I mean, Dakota budget I'm thinking last, year, last year, we did budget more for souvenirs. We did. And I think I was and just think, in, and think about it. We got not thinking right we got this year. Magnets. We got maybe a we got a shirt at Wall Drug. You guys got shirts at Wall Drug. We got my my dad a shirt. We got my brother a shirt. We got. I think the only one who didn't get a shirt. 
Hey, you don't like shirts. No, I don't really like. Well, it has to be a good shirt. You are anyway, picky. But I'm saying, okay, so we did do that. And then we got some little stuffed animals. Yeah. So we should have. We, we just forgot. We, we didn't think. Yeah. I don't know. We forgot. Went it's back me, to our old ways. It's me trying to tighten up stuff. Because mm-hmm. I, I know that most of the crap that our kids are going to want to buy yeah. souvenir wise. And I do say no to a lot of the things and try to steer them towards something that's more quality That'll and last, last. They'll actually remember the place But I end up throwing it all of it away when it's broken or trashed when they forgot about it a week later. And I hate that. Yeah. So the minimalist in me, I think, is trying to force the souvenir budget smaller so I don't have a lot of crap I'm just going to throw away. Yeah. I could have just lit $50 on fire. <laughs> And that, Helped actually start the fire for the night, yeah. That might have been more productive than letting them go hog wild on whatever <laughs> they thought was valuable. But yeah, that needs to be increased. Yeah, And so I that, think we did steer them to the right souvenirs, except ugh, our youngest got a geode rock and we couldn't quite find concrete. We didn't have anything hard enough to crack it with. I didn't have a hammer or anything with us on the trip. Right, so the whole thing was we'll go home and we'll do it at home. Well, she brought it home from the RV and decided to try to crack it on our brand new, to us, Pottery Barn wood table. So yeah. that's Most nice. expensive and, piece of furniture we've ever that's bought. That's nice and ruined now. <laughs> ah! But it's a memory. See, souvenirs. Every time we sit down for dinner. See, such a regret, these souvenirs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we saved some money. We reshifted. We realized there are some categories that still, over a decade in, the Texeras do under budget on. Let's talk about some swaps. We oh, yeah. We made some swaps, right? We weren't going the same places. So there were different things to do. But it was really great. We had planned out all those different things to do because we knew, yeah. oh, we want to go to this adventure park thing that has an alpine slide and has this. And we're planning to spend, I don't know, whatever it was there. We're planning uh, to go on this, this boat tour and that's going to cost this much. Well, we're not going there anymore, but now we know, oh, we had something that was, I don't even know, $150 planned. Oh, we had something that was $100 planned or whatever it is. So we know we, we worry. Now? What could we swap out really easy? We can look at the prices of the new things. And go, oh, well, that just takes the place of the other one. Or yeah. oh, we can do that one and have some more to spare. Whatever it is. So we went instead of the Alpine slide. We went to the Crayola Experience at Mall of America. And I think that really I'm not fun. sure who enjoyed it more, the kids or you. It was great. You loved it. So it is a giant Crayola ad that you pay to be in, but. And we made sure the kids didn't even look at half the stuff in that store at the end. Oh, yeah. We blazed through that gift store yeah. at the end. Nope, nope, nope. But, uh, but I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, here. Here's a Scribby Scrubby. Color on it. Uh, here's some uh, model magic clay stuff. Play Make with something. this. There's oh, here, paint, here's some here, painting. Paint, paint on this. Color on this. Do chalk on that. Like, it's super fun. It was fun. It was creative. If you like that stuff. Or here, here are some crayons. Melt them down and do it and make a ring. It was I'm not awesome. a crafter, so it was really fun. I enjoyed watching you guys enjoy yourselves. It was awesome, and I was thankful that I didn't have a mess to clean up. Yeah, that was nice. It wasn't on our house. No. We weren't melting crayons in our house. Yeah, nope. It was really good. So that was fun. So there was that swap, but then the other one we were going to do a um a boat tour in the Grand Tetons around Jenny Lake, mm. uh, and then we were going to go on this epic hike that we were going to pack a picnic lunch for. Well, whatever, neither here nor there. We ended up instead, we had a beach day at Lake Itasca, and we rented a canoe 
and our family went out on the water, and Jonathan and I did the paddling, and the, the girls kind of just rode along for the experience. We were pretty sore after that. My left arm still hurts if I, no. move, if I move it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we were able to swap that out. And I since you know, this is a free thing, but I knew we were going to go on two or three really, really great hikes um, in Yellowstone and that our family loves hikes. Mm-hmm. And so we swapped that out for, I think, two different hikes we went on yeah. in Minnesota. The first one, though, was bug ridden. We were eaten alive by mosquitoes and we were covered in ticks when we That's it. at the end of it. I have 60 souvenirs. Yeah, there we go. All the bug bites. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had ticks. We all had ticks after that hike. So the next one, we decided not to be a walk just purely through the forest. It was more of a rock scramble hike. Mm, That Um, was awesome. It was really awesome. And our kids, the first hike, all they did was complain the whole time. Particularly one of them. Yeah. At the end of it, it was like, if you whine again, you don't get a s'more tonight. I mean, we were down to like bribes we didn't eat and s'mores that night. Bribes and threats. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the lowest play we were getting to just to get people back to the RV from this hike. I understand it was hot, there were bugs, but they yeah. The resiliency was not there because it wasn't an interesting hike. It was just a flat hike through the forest. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh and we have learned now after a couple of summers that our kids they complain on just walking through the forest. They love- they want a challenge. They want a challenge. Like if I can cross a, a stream over a log, if I can s- scale up the face of a rock, if I can partly climb a tree to get over here, to step on a rock, to avoid the puddle, I, they want the they challenge. Love they love it. Yeah. And even the dog loved it. Oh, man. We, there was this one particular, like, really challenging. I don't know if we were even on a trail anymore. I don't think it was a trail. We had to get back to the trail. Yeah, so it we- was up. It was up. And so we scaled a mud wall with tree roots in it. And we Thankfully, used- that tree had grown there. That tree was planted there for us 25 years ago. And so we scaled we this. Anyway, at the very top, the dog, I had her She with was me. so excited. She was running in circles <laughs> and like jumping up and down because she was so hyped that she made it. <laughs> she made it to the top. And I had been letting her like drag me up. Oh, yeah. You know, cause she was, was like my sled dog. Anyway, we have just learned, though, that that's the type of hike that our kids like. And so now whenever we're going to be looking into places about hikes we're gonna look for the most aggressive hikes possible mm-hmm. barring they're safe you know i'm not taking my kids on free climbing long's peak in colorado where the the ledge is you know three foot wide and in one slip you fall ten thousand feet i'm not gonna do that um but we're talking like they just want to be on rocks and they want to be climbing stuff and um they will they like the challenge hikes so those of you who are new, newer to the outdoor experience, I would encourage you to go for those types of things before you just pick the stroll. They're more fun. They are. They're so much more fun. Yep. Okay, so, so we did so some when, when Especially, you can swap whenever, but especially when you've got to change your plans, you've got to pivot. Swapping right. out similar things really helps make the pivot easier. Mm-hmm. Now let's do this. Ah. We got some regrets from this trip. We do. I think you should go first. One regret. 
some regrets, some purchases we made that we just regret big time. Not getting 100% deep bug spray. No, we don't like the deep, (laughs) but we didn't refill on that stuff we, we usually We didn't get, get the good stuff. We had stuff that then maybe didn't work the best. But anyway, I was just, 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 that's just my joke about the bug bites. Oh, okay. Um, so both of our regrets, I think, are about food. They are. Mm-hmm. And mine is, so we, I don't, we weren't even planning to go out this night. Yeah, no, we weren't. And I think we were still in this I bit of a trip. Hibachi we, grill. We were still in this, in the, the, but this is earlier in the trip when we were still like, Maybe it can it can be like our North Dakota trip last year, and it can South be Dakota? North yeah South Dakota, and it can be like the most amazing thing ever, and we can love every minute. Oh, our of South it. Dakota trip was like the trip of all trips. So we were still maybe like reaching for some of those things. Mm-hmm. And when I was waiting in line to get a souvenir that we forgot to get the first time through, uh, this lady in front of me asked about like places to eat, whatever with the group, and the lady who worked there mentioned this place, and it sounded so cool. An old logging camp, mm-hmm. and it's like family style, and it's like it just sounded so cool. Mm-hmm. And then we looked it up online, the and it was were good. Four point eight, four point nine. I mean, wow, really good reviews. We showed up. It was kind of neat, you know. It was quaint, yeah. kind of backwoods. And then property looked slightly run down. And then we sat down. And it wasn't that busy. It was like a Tuesday or something. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't read into that. And then the food came out. Oh. It just wasn't great. It was dry. They didn't even know like, what gluten was. Yeah, they had some trouble with what what a gluten was. They had, uh, I mean, the mashed potatoes were probably the best part of the meal. They were the only part that I basically <laughs> ate. I Yeah, some bits were better than others. I mean, even, even the loggers donut. At the end, even the fresh fried warm donut at the end kind of was lacking. Yeah. Our youngest took a bite out of it and put it back on her plate. <laughs> that is telling you something because she lives for donuts. So that was a bummer. And I'd say my regret here oh, just was I, I don't not know. Not vetting it, quite, it. We didn't vet it enough. We didn't um I, I, it wasn't our plan. So we got mm. kind of bulldozed off our plan and I based had, on someone else's uh, thing. And you know, I, I'm looking back and I should have known. Kinda, I should have known. I haven't told you this yet. Well, the I resisted reckon, you. The lady making the recommendation, uh-huh. and when she asked, she goes, well, there's this place. And she goes, and I, I mean, I've lived here for years, but I don't eat. I don't go out to eat that often. So maybe, you know, it's like she doesn't have this huge variety of things to pull from. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just thought, I, I guess in my mind, I thought for old logger camp, homemade food, family style, like in my mind, if I ran a place like that, I know what it would be like. And I thought that's what it would be. And honestly, last year, one of our most memorable events from South Dakota trip was when we went on that chuck wagon dinner. And that's what we, that's what and I thought. And it was one of the be. best nights out ever even though it was raining and we got wet oh it hailed on us it was a disaster of a but night it was awesome but it was so epic um we thought it was going to be like that uh, it was nothing like that not. it was nothing like that and i had kind of pushed against you you remember I that know. conversation where i was like i'm open but you know i had planned on playing hibachi grill tonight uh on the blackstone 
And, but I trust, I trust your gut if you feel like this is a move we should make. Um, and you did. And at the end of the day, we went and the kids chased chickens. The kids, the kids had a good And they had a fine time. They were not upset. They didn't really notice anything. But John and I realized the type of person who tends to be attracted to like a family style, um, not a buffet, but like an all you can eat situation. They're not typically looking for the quality of food. Well, I just say the 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 in the, the places or the culinary that, experience. In the places that are like that aren't going to be pumping out the best stuff. They're just not the type of food that we eat, you know. And we didn't look at the menu. It was just a, bad, it was anyway. just a regret. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm sharing my regret. What's yours? Oh, mine's worse. Well, it didn't cost as much, but it's it's a bad. I, it might have cost. It's a bad one. It's bad. Uh, we went to Mall of America, and the campsite that we were staying at was only about 12 minutes away yeah, from Mall really of America, close, yeah. super close. So we opted to have Jonathan drop me and the girls off. Because we only had our RV with us. Right. We didn't have a, a car. Yeah. And we're not going to run and the- And we have gen- the dogs. It was, it was about 100 degrees out. We're not going to run the generator to have the dogs in the RV in the Mall of America parking lot. So it was better for him to go park the RV. And cheaper. And then- take an Uber to Mall of America, 12 minutes away. And then that night when we were done at Mall of America, him Uber back and then come get us in the RV. Okay, that's how we opted to do this. As the day went on though, um, I had some, like, anyway, I had started to get a migraine. You had a bit of a headache, yeah. I started to get a migraine. And, but we needed Jonathan to go get the RV. Yeah. So this was going to be about a half an hour, 40 minute experience where you go get it and bring it back. And um, I have a migraine. So usually if we're home, you'll just take the kids and I will go rest mm-hmm. or go to sleep. We couldn't do that because I didn't, when I have a migraine, me finagling driving the RV is not good either. So I decided to wrangle the kids and I, told, I thought, let's just go get ice cream. That'll keep us busy for 30 or 40 minutes. And that'll be how we pass the time. And then I'm not wandering through the mall with them. Well, my brain, my capacity to make decisions is diminished greatly when I have a migraine. And so we, we go up to the food court area. And the first place the kids see is Cold Stone. Now, I wanted to find something more local or more unique. Uh, but they just said, ice cream, and they ran, and they got in line, <laughs> and I just kind of thought, whatever, okay, we'll share something, it'll be no big deal. Uh, you know, we'll just order the, like, the love it. That's or the whatever. large. Yeah, the large, when it comes with, like, three or four scoops or something of ice cream, and then we can get some toppings. Well, as soon as we're, we're now, time to order, now there's a line behind us, mm-hmm. and I feel pressure. And the kids don't know what the ice cream stuff says, but they see blue ice cream and they, they want that. I say we're going to share. The, our oldest starts to have a massive fit. And I won't get into it here, but if, when she's having a fit, it's big. And now I've got all these eyeballs. All of the workers at Cold Stone are watching me and all of the people in line oh, behind man. us. And she's having a fit. And I just don't even know what to do. And I can't think rationally with a migraine. I can't. So I just said, do you have a kitty size? You know, thinking, because their their smalls were like 6.89. So I thought, do they have a kid one? And she said, yes, we do. 
And I thought that'll be like what two or three dollars. Great, perfect. And they, they, they never, you never, they never put the kitty on the menu board because that's what people will buy instead of a small. Yes. So it's never on there. Ugh. A bunch of places do that. So I order. So you don't know how much it is. Four kitty ice creams and one for myself too. And I don't want to be charged extra for mix-ins. And I don't know how Cold Stone works. I haven't been there in a decade. And so I didn't opt for any mix-ins. And just then, the whole point of going to Cold Stone. So Creamery. we just have four scoops of ice cream. <laughs> I get to the pay- checkout booth. It's $25. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, no mix-ins. At this point, they've already scooped everything up. I look at the board. It's Your first mix-in's free. I could have. free, girl. I, That's why you go. I could have gotten it. <laughs> Anyway, I was just, I was so angry at this point. I just spent $25 on four pathetic scoops of ice cream. We could have gotten the large, shared it. We would have had more ice cream than this. My blood was boiling. But at this point, there's a line. I can't really do anything about it. It's just going to be one of those pain things. And then we went down to sit down and eat our ice cream. And it was horrible ice cream. It's terrible ice cream. You didn't because like it. they're relying on you to put in all those mix-ins. And I didn't put any mix-ins. Oh, it was so bad. So yeah, it was a huge, huge, huge regret. And here's the real regret underneath all of it. Mm. The lack of planning because we had to mm. rush this. Mm. One of A friend asked me like, why do you think your South Dakota trip last year went so well? And I, I told her it's because... I planned and researched the hell out of that trip. I did. And planning and researching a trip is half the fun mm, for me. It's more than half. It might be more. Me. It might be 70% of the satisfaction for me personally is the planning and the research. So everything we did in South Dakota was pre-vetted, predetermined, predecided, pre-budgeted, I read all the reviews on all the sites for everything. I even looked at the menus ahead of time and knew what to order at the different places we went. So had I had time to plan, I would have actually known the ice cream spot to go in Mall of America, and I would have already decided what we were going to order based on what the budget allowed at that place. So there were just little things like that, and the place we even went to dinner with you. I would have had time mm-hmm. to kind of relook and pre-vet these things yeah. and spot, oh, that place doesn't have any gluten-free options. Oh, this place, it do, the reviews don't look oh, that good on picture. this site. Hmm. Yes, so <laughs> it's the lack of planning was the big regret, but we didn't have time to. Yeah, We didn't have that capacity on this because it was such a rushed trip. I planned the entire thing in a three-hour window on a Tuesday afternoon or a Wednesday afternoon, yeah. yeah. And then I couldn't look back. I couldn't mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. guess. And I just knew that we were going to get into the local area and just have to discover what they had to offer. And there's some people that like to travel that way all the time. I don't. There's a lot of things we missed probably and didn't get to do because we just simply didn't know about it. Um, And that's a regret for me. Yeah. Yeah. And no way I would have chosen Cold Stone on my family vacation. We had a we had a number of ice cream outings on this vacation, and we had some real winners. So we did. We had so some that redemptions. That, yeah. that was okay. All right. So the, so for you're gonna have some regrets. That's the number the, the, the takeaway number four. But yeah, you learn from. You were a regrets terrible unless you can 
take something away from it. Mm-hmm. And then it's just it's just a lesson testing. It's information mm-hmm. for the next time you get to make that decision. And that's whether you're on vacation or not. Yeah. So next time, I mean, how many more times in my life am I going to have a trip that crumbles in the in the eleventh hour, and then I have to rescramble to put together something? Hopefully not many. It's probably not going to be many. Mm, twice more, at least. Maybe, maybe a couple times more. <laughs> but now I know, okay, we're literally not even going into the day unless I have a plan because it's that critical to me mm-hmm. um, to feel good about how we're spending our time and our dollars. So we, sh- we, we shared these ideas, these lessons about, you know, you, you, can, you can see something falling apart as an opportunity. You can think about maybe a little bit more and do a little bit more planning on some of your budget categories for a trip. You can make easy swaps with similar uh, activities or similar priced activities. You're going to have some regrets, but you got to live with them. And all of this, we want to share this because we know it's going to help you when you are looking to plan your next trip. Yeah. And so our last one here, number five, Mm. is when we're going to be talking about our next trip. Yes. So next year, I don't know where we're going to go yet. We're not quite sure what. I've thrown some things out. I think I mentioned Colorado because they don't have bugs. (laughs) (laughs) After this last trip, we need to go somewhere that is bug free. And the Black Hills, they fit that bill last year. Anytime you can get to elevation, the bugs just die off. They don't like it. So, (laughs) But something about our budget. And this might be the biggest takeaway. If you're going to do RV travel, RV trip, you will likely lose internet access and cell phone service. Mm. I don't like mm. going blind and in the dark with my budget. Yeah, we had I never minimal, like that. minimal uh, signal and reception yeah. until Minneapolis. We ran into this last year and I decided that I could just take um, the, the spreadsheet that I had planned everything on uh, and just kind of create a copy of it and then mm. keep, keep track of my numbers at the end of every day. Um, but even that in some places was going to be difficult to pull up because I didn't even have enough Because you're using Google Sheets instead of yes. numbers or something, yes. or Word, yeah. So I, I'm not, some people would tackle this by just going cash, but that's not feasible nowadays on a vacation. I don't think it is. Long gone are the days where you, pull out $2,500 in cash and then get robbed. eight envelopes. No way. Get robbed. I'm going to lose an envelope. Yeah. You're talking about me. I know, I know. But that that certainly happened to vacationers in in days of past. Exactly. Uh, I I think I'm just going to keep it super simple, but I'm going to have a master category of how much I think we're going to spend on food, activities, or camping, or whatever it is. And just each night, I'm just going to do math. Mm. You just, you, you might make what, seven or eight transactions a day on vacation. This is not rocket science. These aren't big numbers. I just don't even want to pull, I don't pull up my computer during vacation. It's just not there. I don't even want to engage with it. I don't even pull up YNAB. And so I think next year, I'm just going to go so, so, so simple with a piece of paper. And we're just going to do math every night so that I know where we are. This last trip, I didn't sweat it as much because I knew. We were coming in under that original budget. We were no coming what. in under anyway, and we already had the money set aside, so I didn't sweat a single purchase, truly. But 
for the future when we do like to run it a little bit, you know, the amount matches what we had planned for. Mm -hmm. And so I just like to know every day where we are and where we stand with things and if we could shift or whatever based on something that came up or an opportunity that presented itself. I'm just going to do the math on a piece of paper and I'm calling it manual mode. I'm going manual. I'm going into manual mode on the next RV travel because I just, the the internet is just way too unreliable out there. Hmm. And in most of these state parks, yeah, you will lose cell signal. You will not even be able to make a phone call. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's the purpose. They don't want you to be. We did see a guy at one of the parks we were at. Oh, that was, this was actually really discouraging. They must have, I heard that if you have Verizon, you'll typically have good coverage up there. So they must have had this. Literally, the whole family sat around their campfire and their campsite all day long on tablets. It was so discouraging. So discouraging. They just kept putting their three-year-old at the picnic table with a tablet all day. He watched TV. Uh, Neither here nor there, but I think there's a, a goodness to just being able to unplug and not even look at a screen while you're gone. So... I'm going to save myself the stress of that because I, ke- I kept every campsite we'd go to trying to see if I could get it so I could mm. go in and reconcile the budget, but I couldn't. And so just a piece of paper and just doing a little bit of math would have saved me so much. Because yeah, on a busy day, you spend money what? Seven or eight times on a slow day on a trip, you might spend money three or four. And that's it. So manual mode it is for future RV travel. There you go. Those are our five takeaways from our wrecked trip to Yellowstone. Last minute rebook to Minnesota. I think it's been Bug very country. helpful for mm, <laughs> very helpful for us to look back on this and figure out how we can uh, have a smoother experience next time. Mm-hmm. And I really hope it makes it smoother for you. Until next time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.